coach Steven Nyeko Eskodata. Welcome to the Double Down Show. Uh, for introductions, coach, coach Steve has been part of winning teams in the league. He's been part of championship teams like Bushcourt, KCCA, Livingstone, and as a coach, he has catapulted Nam Blazers to the NBL. Coach Steven, can you take briefly take us through your basketball love story? Ah, thank you for this platform. My uh, basketball history is not complex. I started uh, basketball in 2009 with uh, playing with St. Michael Secondary School. Uh, by then it was in the league. Uh, it was called Div, Div 3, sponsored by MTN. I played there one season, then progressed to Livingstone, which is a Makerere team. At Livingstone, I played there about three seasons. Three seasons, and we progressed from the lower division Div 3 to Div 2. From there, I switched again to Bushcourt Basketball. Bushcourt Basketball is where I learned a lot. At Bushcourt Basketball, we really put up a, a good fight. Uh, from the lower division, we progressed to the first Div. Then from the first Div, we went to NBL. Then later on, I moved again to KCCA. KCCA was a team that was that was uh, being uh, registered in 2015. So we had to. Our main target was to take it to the NBL, which I think part of me we did very well to take it to the NBL where it is right now. I can briefly say that is my basketball history was your experience picking up skills as a young player? I know it's a bit different now, the way it was maybe in the days you were learning the game. What, 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 what was the difference really? The difference, the difference was really, uh, you know, back in the day, we, we, we couldn't access courts. There were very few courts and even the courts that were there were being manned by, I mean, the bigger or what you call the most established players. So for you to either join a pickup session or to be on court, you had to be number one patient. You had to be disciplined. And then you had to learn from the best, if I may use that word, whatever they told you, whatever they taught you. And then along the way, when you see a player doing something right, you look at it, you approach the player and try to ask, how is this done? How can I make myself better? And back then also, the players then also, I mean, would give a hand. If they see you, identify you, they would say, ah, this kid can do this, let's do this, that's your role. You. So I picked up, but most importantly is being disciplined and patience. Given that background, um, particularly who did you pick up the game from? Maybe there, there must be people you saw in, who did you idolize? And who did you pick up the game from? Uh, uh, of uh, at that time, if we talk about the NBA, it was Allen Iverson. I really loved the way he would play the game of basketball. I, after most of the things I wanted to do was almost like Allen Iverson. But locally here in Uganda, there was Ken Baliejusa. I watched Ken Baliejusa and I really got inspired. I didn't see so much 
but Ken Bayejusa, I, I got inspiration to play and push this game further. The other couple of players I watched, Ben Komakech, Richard Balemoa. Of course, I'm talking now in terms of my position. I won't go and say I, I, uh, I idolize the guy who is like Henry Malinga. Because that is, I mean, that is out of position. With that background, what was your first league experience when you first step in, when you first stepped in the league, you know, to compete, you know, outside pickup games, outside school basketball? It was tough. It was tough. I mean, adjusting from pickup basketball, running time basketball, to stoppage time. I mean, with uh, with officials. I mean, playing time is. It was tough, I can say, but slowly by slowly with games in, game out, you get to cope up. You know, uh, being a person, you're joining a team, uh, like I said, most players are not disciplined. When I joined in Livingstone, maybe a uh, stop brief, uh, I joined Livingstone. When I joined Livingstone, we were few in number, but there was a, a player by the names of Tony Olila. Mm. Well, Tony Olila was the guard of Livingstone. So at that time, each time Tony Olila was on, I'm on the bench. I actually recall my very first third game where Coach Pasco Alule was he was the, the person in charge then. He had not seen me in a while, so when he came on, he he didn't look at me like a player. He he, he just sidelined me and Tony Olila took the show, which was okay, we won the game. Then Maybe fortunately or unfortunately, Tony Olila got busy. And then the next game, they had to field me. And I always tell myself and tell players, when you're given the chance, please explode. So when I was given that chance to guard and play the game, um, I'm pleased that my teammates never regretted and the coach never regretted either. So I started growing up mentally physically strongly in the game of basketball as a guard. You were able to build a brand at Bushcourt, yeah? uh, where this, uh, a, lot, a lot of people say it's a team that has pedigree because it's been around since 1992. But until your, your regime, yeah, it was known for uh, maybe other things that are not exactly basketball. You, you run us through your days at Bushcourt, you know? You, one of the teams to to ever take a championship from City Oil. I, I don't know if people have that on record. No, they don't have. You take us through about <laughs> the Bushcourt times. Mm. Uh, Bushcourt. When I joined Bushcourt, actually it was uh, I was recruited by Coach Perry, but our our target was to to bring a new brand, to bring a new feeling to the to to the Bushcourt name. And a couple of players were brought on board. Players I didn't know but would see. Of mm. course, Chuchu came in, Sosen, Emma Masaba, Ivan Tumurami, I can mention. But when we, we got together, we became a family. By family, I mean we didn't despise each other, we did, but we took the game seriously. And everything counted. If you made a mistake, whether you're the captain, whether you're the one putting in the money, you are counted for everything. So we grew up as a family and 
days at Bushcourt were really amazing. I can never forget that. They are, those are days I up to now I say that is where my best basketball I've ever played and enjoyed because there was a lot of trust, there was a lot of discipline, there was friendship, there was togetherness. Aside from basketball, we used to fellowship together and I mean have talks one on one, family gatherings. So it was easy to I mean clinch a championship. You've mentioned something that many people don't know. City Oil doesn't have the championship of the lower division, D3. Mm. But uh, occasionally I hear people say they started, they, they don't have it. Bushcott has it actually. So we have the champ, Bushcott has the championship and qualified as the champion, and City Oil came in as the first runner up. Mm. Actually, it was a sweep. Yeah. In the finals. Yeah, it was a sweep. sweep. Yeah. But um, and talking about uh, City Oil since those days, uh, I know you represent Namongo basketball and Blazers to say, but you come from a time where you witnessed the you know the rise of City Oil. You saw the making of this thing that is City Oil now. As we talk now, there are seven seven titles deep in the NBL. Yeah, that is. Let's say they've been in the last nine finals of their existence. Yeah. The one they lost to Bushcourt, and then 2012, they won it in the final. Mm, I think against Diamonds. Against Diamonds. Yeah. And then when they qualified to the NBL, it's been win, 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 win. You, as someone who has seen that story, what do you have to say about that franchise of it in itself? Uh, that franchise is here, is with us. It's not about time they are going to leave. I'll tell you for a fact that I've seen City Oil build up. I'll, I'll reiko certain things that discipline and patience has taken City Oil to where they are right now. They started small, they kept on recruiting, and they are, they are benefiting. One thing I know for sure is at the time when they were building, of course, in this local league, I've come to believe every time a team comes from down, there is that notion that ah, they, they will be relegated, they will go back the way they came. Mm -hmm. So most teams, the likes of Power, Warriors, Falcons, then thought they were, I mean, the big dogs. And I mean, City World is just coming in. Either way, they may go back the way they came or they may struggle somewhere, not knowing that these guys had planted a seed to germinate. So, the time we realized City Oil was already having three championships in their bag, at times teams now started saying, let's recruit, let's have this, let's do this. City Oil was now into the zonos and they are now seven time and still running for the eighth. So, I'll, their journey I'll, is... I'll, I'll skip ahead, yeah, somewhere. And uh, really, I tend to believe that your your team, the team that you coach now, the team you've coached, Namwongo Blazers, yeah, you brought them from Div One. You've been there. You've been there from day one. You, you brought the team as coach from Div One, from Div Two. Yeah, Div yeah, Two. To Div One, and now they're in the NBL. How much of that story do you want to pick from, you know, City Oil and, and pick up from there? Like, how much? 
of a, a force do you do you want to be as dumb blazers yeah uh, thank you as as numb blazers uh, when we started the team was started in 2015 and uh, it was a couple of let's go and play pick up basketball i mean with old people around the community then we started gaining more and said okay we can push the we can put put a step ahead uh what i can tell you is being part of numb blazers and i emphasize this as as a person that uh, i wanted we emphasize discipline okay we emphasize discipline and make sure we have a target we wanted to look at a step at a time and that's how we have been building we have we have been building step at a time step at a time but of course we have built it on discipline hard work so there's there's whoever joins numb blazers whether management or as a player you know it's hard work and discipline discipline cuts across so many things doesn't only i mean uh, uh, look at the game itself so i think we are up for run when you're in div 2 you want to get promoted to div 1 when you're in div 1 you want to make it to the nbl and when you're in the nbl you want to compete you want to stay you want to be a formidable force uh, what's the story going to be like for blazers the story for blazers right now uh we are we are in the nbl uh, we have made recruitments someone may call it massive whatever it is we have made recruitments our main target number one is to clinch the playoffs initially it was avoiding relegation but i'll tell you i cannot undermine the kind of players we have brought on board which are some of the names you've brought on on board uh, you know to to help you reach that desired goal okay from the guarding position we brought a pharmaceutical from betway power uh, that position is uh, is lacking because initially our number one point guard, Rai Loak, has shifted gears to City Oil, the champions. So we have to cover that gap. Uh, we have to bring in also Cyrus Chiviri still from Betway Power. I will bring him as a number two because then we are lacking again Cheng, who I mean the, the, the Sudanese, he has he has a little bit of issues that he had to solve so we allowed him to step up a bit so we brought in also Emma Okumu from sharing sharing youth to fill up on the number three spot spot uh, we have Kojo Michael from Falcons big man we have a player in Otto Joseph is a big man not so many are familiar with him but uh, for us who have been there with him at Bushcourt, we know him and what he can bring on board. Uh, we have a Paul Dong, aka MacGyver from Betway Power. MacGyver initially is from home, so I mean it is just a shift back home and for him he was our number one signing because he already made it clear he's coming back home. So I believe... Uh, with, the, with those additions, we are going. Cyrus. Cyrus Chiviri. Yes, I've mentioned him. Mm. We have Dudus Monoja. Mm. Uh, previously for JKL, but now coming in. 
to join the big men. Katumba Derek as well from Indeje. So I, I believe we are put up a, a team that can compete fairly. Um, not to be critical, but there are, there are, there are voices out there. Uh, <coughs> especially when new teams come in the NBA, it always looks like they are recycling players. Yeah, the yeah. same old faces we've seen here, the same old faces we've seen there. And then you tend to get them you know, part of the new brand. Mm. One thing that people don't know is uh, the Blazers management would be totally mad to let go of those young players, honestly. These are players who are our family, and I'll tell you even where they are, they are still part of family. We, we talk, we do what. But you know, at a certain stage in life, you have to, to give the players room to decide. Uh, many people don't know that Emma McQuay was a city oiler. We got him on loan. So if you watch the playoffs, they kind of struggled in that department. So city oil management called back Emma McQuay. We thank him for his services, but we had to let him go. Peter Cheng looked at, he still has some books to read and all that, so he couldn't continue believing that in the bigger stage he had to put in a lot of work and I mean uh, balancing it with books would a little bit be tight. So we also let him be. Rai, of course, he, he just came to us and told us, I have been approached and I'm joining City Oil. We went in talks with City Oil and I mean we, we, we made amicable understandings and let him go. Okay, so that gap is huge. We had to recycle and get some other players on board. So you help. went poaching, I'll call it poaching in power. Is mm. Numblazer power reincarnate? <laughs> no, 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 we didn't go poaching in power. We, uh, the, the Numblazer's uh, management sat down and looked at every spot and what they needed to bring on board and according to the available players because if you realize most of those players i think will power their contracts were done and there's some i'm a mistake and some but I'm, I'm, I'm i am told their contracts were done so they were open to any talks we would love to get uh any player jimmy enabu who but i mean they are still tied up to their teams they have contracts with their teams so we couldn't we couldn't do much but just look at the available players approach them and if it's a yes we brought them on board so it's not it's that way is not the numb blazers those are two different uh, clubs so numb blazers is not betway power they reincarnate yeah um still maybe this could be a bit of an administrative question uh but if many of these players you're bringing on board yeah uh, they are high-profile players, I should say. True. And uh, we all know that teams that come from the lower league, they really struggle with finances. Mm. And sometimes sustaining these players at, at, their, at their new place could become hard. As Blazers, what have you done to make sure that these players are comfortable? Do you have any money running in to pay their salaries and facilitate their allowances? How is it working for a new team to be able to bring on board to secure contracts with these players and how sustainable is it for you as a team? Uh, 
first and foremost, the moment we cleaned the spot in NBL, we had already started working behind closed doors to, to secure sponsorship. So we secured the sponsor who is yet to be unveiled and we and they are, they, are, they are willing to support us in whatever way. Uh, for the players, both old and new, we developed contracts for them and uh, with specific confidential whatever package each everybody has and we hope and I'm sure we shall sustain them. We, we offered what we could, we didn't come out of, out of our way. We offered what we could and I'm happy they all accepted the little that we could offer. So I think we shall be able to sustain them and uh, be with them. What should teams do to attract sponsorships and to look attractive to people who can put money in the game? Uh, clubs should package themselves well, be organized. If you, if you, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, when, when you look at Nam Blazers, I think we, we try to be organized from the start. We try to package ourselves in a way that can sell ourselves to a sponsor. Pe both paperwork, you know, most of our clubs, I will talk, I don't know so much about the NBL, but in the lower division, I don't think they have uh, serious documentation mm. you know sponsors when they come on board there are things they want to see what is your, your your structure like who governs what who says what who is in charge of this how are funds used who accounts for what most clubs i mean it's the manager who does the payment who does this sits down with the one two coaches they decide but for us as blazers we, we had a structure that we have been following right from the start so it has helped us, I mean, sell ourselves to the sponsor. When we went to the sponsor and gave ourselves in, they, they looked at our structure, called in for our paperwork, everything was good to go. So they told us they would give us a feedback, and we are happy when they made that call that they're on board. We knew we had to change our target um, as well. Also, still in the same line, um, you would say that Nam Blazers is a community team yeah. among the few community teams. You can look around the few community teams that are really left. You can only see maybe Gulu Hawks oh, yeah. and Tebe Night Riders, yeah, yeah. like really teams that carry names of where they come from. Yeah, yeah? The Most of the other teams are maybe universities. Yeah. How is it sustaining a community team, especially in achieving what you have achieved? Because at the start, you didn't really have access to these players like Cyrus TV or the other players that come, don't come. How do you attract members of the community? One, to get involved as players, and two, as fans and as financiers to see the thing going. Uh, I, th I, think, I think as Blazers we are lucky because of our location as well. Because when you see, when you see Blazers, when you see Blazers being in the community of Namuongo, I'll tell you, we didn't need so much to attract the players. We were just centered around. I mean, I, I stay here, Chichu Brand stays next door. We're just within together. So it's easy to make a phone call. Hey, let's go for pickup. Even when there's a problem, no, there's a problem at, at uh, Brian's place. So we're already a community. So, and we love the game of basketball and already fellowshipping. So as you walk to the court, many other kids 
are wondering where are these athletes going. So they also keep on coming on board and like, oh, they are going to play basketball where at so and so. So they also join. So in that case, when we're even dispersing, everybody knows this whole lot is basketball related. They are coming from uh, pick up. So people keep on joining on board. It's just the community we are together. When you even visit, you'll find we are not far away from each other. So uh, maintaining it also, we wanted, being that we are in NBL and we needed to do some recruitment, we didn't sideline the community. We, we still have a program for the community. It's going to keep on running. We wanted to register another team in the lower division. Uh, we are still in talks with the federation. It's, I mean, they, they had stopped any more inclusion of men's teams. Mm. So we are still in talks. If they don't give it to us, we shall maybe look at other options next year. Maybe buy a team or something like that. But we still need a program to feed into the, the people playing in the NBL. We have so many young lads still around. So you, briefly, you, you 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 run us through, you know, how using Nam Blazers as a, as the blueprint, how other teams, the teams that have struggled to, and they have, they have like forever, they're now traditional Div One or Div Two teams. Uh, if teams really uh, harbor the the aspirations of making it to the NBL, what is it that they're supposed to do? Picking from your blueprint, can you just share what they can do? to make sure they, they make it to the to the to, to the Valhalla. Oh. Uh, first and foremost is uh, many of our teams here in the lower division uh, I mean take the game of basketball for fun I mean pick up a few people come and play then at the end of it all they feel like they I mean we are there we, we are in the playoffs then at the playoffs you break but I believe teams, and I'm using Numblazers as a blueprint, like said, first and foremost, if you've decided it, uh, to play and look at the championship and the trophy, number one is you must train. You must train. No excuses. There's a very big excuse in the lower division. When it comes to training, people don't show up. When it comes to a Saturday game, everybody shows up. There are only 12 jerseys, but 18 people all show up and they want that jersey. They, they, I mean, I, I keep on asking myself, why can't you sacrifice training at times, but all the time when it's a game day, whether it's Sunday, whether it's a weekday on a Wednesday, the 18 players are all there to play. So, get serious, cut that out. Use the players that you have use the players that you have train them use the same basics let them be disciplined let them you know become a family when you become a family i don't mind what you do if i give you my shot however bad your position is i believe you can take it i trust that i'll discuss other things later i have tried together with our team and my other coaches to build such a brand in Nam blazers trust whoever is there and i mean discipline i'll keep every thing I won't say here will rotate around discipline. If you don't train, don't expect a jersey. If you don't communicate in time, don't expect anything. People people wait for five o'clock and then they communicate I'm not showing up for practice. 
because maybe he thinks you're going to run or you're going to do something. I have a couple of young players back in the community who I wanted to recruit in Namblazers, but I will, I will tell you I was shocked when you ask other people why these boys are not in Namblazers and the reasons they give is those guys run a lot. Those guys run, baduka, yes. So you, you wonder if basketball is a walking game. Mm. So I, 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 me, my cry, my cry to teams, if you want to be successful, please don't have second chances on certain things. Let people be disciplined. Let people listen. Let people practice. Okay? Let, let us respect the game. Respect the opponent. Respect each other. That way you're successful and you'll get it. Um, I see a bit of that is on the administrative side and from the tactical po from the tactical side. Tactical side. How how is how what can a coach do to win ball games in div, in div one in Ta div two? Uh, tactical side I can give you just a few things. Number one, many of our coaches after a game they walk away. One, one practice I have for myself is after a game I sit around to watch the other games or maybe my opponents. It could be NBL, lower division, even the ladies. You can pick something from the ladies. That way you know how a coach that side calls his timeouts, how he makes his substitutions, who is their go-to guy, how you can, what is their consistent play. When you have that in mind, then you can counteract. But if you, after a game, you just look at yourself and we are finished winning this game, let's go. We meet these guys next weekend. It cannot happen. So you need to watch your opponents, those that you're going to play, even the next day, plan for them accordingly, according to their strength and their weaknesses. Um, throughout your basketball engagement and career, you've been a leader. As a captain, I can testify, you know, when you were at Bushcode and KCCA, mm. you were my captain for all those years, and I know still captain a year after I left KCCA. And then you also double as uh, the commissioner for the youth at the Federation of Uganda Basketball Association. Briefly tell us about your, you know, your, 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 your motivation for being involved in leadership, and as the youth commissioner, uh, what you're doing to make sure the game is vibrant among the youth. Mm. Thank you. Uh, as, a, as a leader, both as a captain, of uh, the inspiration, I don't think I chose myself to be a captain, but most teams looked at what I could do, what I would bring on board in terms of organizing teams and making sure the right thing is done. You know, in all teams, there must be somebody who is leading them. I mean, when it's practice time, someone who who comes in when the coach is not around or when management is not around. And most teams have really trusted me with that role, which I think I'm not disappointed. But uh, that brought me to the role of youth commission or the youth commissioner. Uh, that role, basically, I'm, I'm responsible for the youth under 18 mostly and related to basketball. Mm -hmm. Identifying talent, I mean, involving myself with the youth so that we, we, we have to create programs that they are not away into other 
things like drugs and all that i mean we fellowshipping the work of basketball uh, also identifying the talent to be streamed to the national team and thereafter maybe to clubs so that role uh, I'm happy because right now what we are doing is structuring. We are first doing the structuring bit of it. Yeah. We have a technical director whom I'm working with closely to make sure that we structure well that commission so that things can be done well. We, 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 we are accountable to the federation, to the stakeholders on how, because previously there were questions arising who who selects the national team who does this who but we are doing something behind closed doors to make sure all that is is, is good you know Bushcott being the only team that has been able to beat city oil in any finals can you tell us a bit about that legacy that legacy was tough city oil has believed they are the team Bushcott believed they are the force so uh, each time we met those were crazy battles. They had very good players. They have they had in Caesar, then very tall, huge guy with I mean very good basics. They they had Okello who is still playing now, very energetic and good to watch. They had a couple of players good. They had Tendo Andrew now coach. But also on the other side, Bushcoat, we had I myself, we had Chuchu Brian, we had Ivan Tumrami, Emma Masaba, to mention but a few. So each time we met those were battles. But we met, I can tell you we met about nine times. Uh, seven in the in the lower division, which we beat even to the final, we beat them three straight in best of best uh, game five to clinch the championship and qualify for first division. And then the only and, and in, in first division, we beat them again in regular season, home and away. But we didn't know what was coming up in the playoffs. They took us down 3-2-1. They took us down 2-1 in the best of three. And they qualified for the finals against, I think, uh, Diamonds, the Sun. That they beat and went to NBL. But it was always, it was always good playing against City Oil. Monday Jurini was still, Monday Jurini, the coach now, was then the guard. And playing against him was also a hard, hard paper. But slowly, they have cleansed their spots and they are way there. As a coach, I really want to push the game of basketball to another level with the Nam Blazers. And hopefully, with God, I think all that will be possible. Uh, I, I look up to... There are other coaches, but I look up to mainly two coaches, Mande Juruni and uh, Coach Nick Natereza. I've, I've followed these two coaches for a while. Personal preferences? Yeah. Best song on your playlist right now? Best song on my playlist right now, it's... Uh, it's reggae, reggae jam. Specific? <laughs> Not specific. Anything regular, all general. Yeah, in general. Best shoes? They are Kyrie's. Hmm, who is your best Ugandan goat? Best Ugandan goat.
C'est un fou quoi Bête Best banane god I'll go for Jimmy and Ab And NBA NBA I'll go for Kobe Bryant Kobe The late Kobe Bryant Legends are forever Who do you want to see next on this show? On Double Down On Double Down I don't see a Kong Joseph. You Kong Joseph, you've been called out. You call him out. A Kong Joseph. Assistant captain of the national team, please. I request you to be on this show. I'm going to look for you. Where do you see basketball going in the future? Uh, basketball in Uganda is great in the future. Uh, there's the, the a lot of good things happening. We, 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 there are programs running, and uh, I'm happy to note that FIBA is also helping us. FIBA has identified Uganda as one of the fast growing uh, countries in the game of basketball. So I see us going greater heights. We have the ladies, the ladies section that is really growing up. We have massive recruitment from the high school, high school team, high school teams, and uh, the, the people out there, the coaches, the young coaches, doing great work at at high school, making sure that we have good talent coming out. I upload them. Uh, the, the, the men as well, we are having camps, we are having academies that are grooming talent here and there. And that way we shall not dwell so much on the foreign-based uh, players, but we shall groom talent locally here. That will stay as a good foundation for the team. So I believe basketball is on the right track. Any final remarks for the viewers of the Double Down Show? Ah, uh, final remarks is uh, viewers, please stay home, stay safe until we are okay to play and fellowship in the game of basketball. Till then, see you.